When eating an elephant, remember to take one bite at a time. Hey, girlfriends. Welcome back to episode seven of the Girlfriend Next Door podcast. I'm your host, Didi. So today we are talking about ways you can overcome emotional overwhelm. And for those of you that may not be fully aware or understand what emotional overwhelm is, it is that feeling you get where you become so engulfed in your thoughts or feelings about your current tasks, current problems, or just life overall, that you become paralyzed or frozen and you start to lack efficiency. Your feelings are so intense that you begin to lack the ability to manage them. Compare it to a boss giving you, you know, figuratively 50 million tasks to do at one time and then telling you it needs to be completed by end of, you know, business day. Or it's like if you've ever been in the ocean and a huge wave just like overcomes you. That's what overwhelm can feel like. Overwhelm is one of those emotions that not only paralyzes you, but can make you feel like you're suffocating. Like the weight of the world is weighing on your shoulders. And I don't know about y'all, but when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I start to have panic and anxiety attacks. And then my brain shuts down and my body follows soon after. And before you know it, whatever I was doing or dealing with, I've now pushed it to the back burner because now my psyche is all over the place. And the goal is to deal with the overwhelm before we completely, you know, throw in the towel. Sometimes it takes a few tweaks to get back on track. But if you don't know how to tweak your brain or your current situation, then it's a recipe for disaster. I want to share you guys, share with you guys. Very recently, I've been feeling like this intense, overwhelmed with, you know, the kids and homeschooling and then trying to run businesses. And the reality was and is I took on too much, too fast without assessing my situation. And I started to find myself going down that rabbit hole of wanting to back off completely from everything. But surprise, surprise, I didn't this time around. And so I want to dive into what I, what has helped me to overcome emotional overwhelm this time and sort of reshift my focus, tweak what I'm doing so that that feeling is not as intense as it has been. And I've been able to work through it rather than just saying F it completely. So without further ado, let's dive right into it. So one of the first ways that you can overcome emotional overwhelm um, is assessing your situation and figuring out what are you currently doing that is causing the overwhelm. You aren't always overwhelmed. So what were you doing before? And, you know, maybe what did you add on now? Or maybe it's something happened that is causing you to feel like you are completely in over your head. 
you know, you can't fix a problem that you haven't even identified. It's like trying to fix a a leaky pipe, but do you even know which pipe is leaking? So assess your current situation. Number two, asking for help. So raise your hand if you have a hard time asking for help. Y'all can't see it, but I'm raising my hand. It's low. It's real low, but I'm raising my hand. Or raise your hand if you don't like to ask for help because you feel like it disempowers you. Or maybe you feel like someone might throw it in your face in the long run. And I'm definitely the latter. (laughs) I don't like asking for help. And I feel like when I do, people have a habit of throwing it in my face. Or I don't want to ever give someone that power to do that. Now, if you raise your hand to one or all of the above, join the club. Hello. It's perfectly normal for you to have those hesitations. But it's not okay for you to drown in overwhelm. Be selective and smart, research, and then get the help you need. You don't have to go through this alone. You can do it all. You can't do it all, y'all. You can't. Nor should you. Delegate tasks. Ask for help. Personally, I like to ask for help in a form of payment. I like to know that I am paying someone for their time. I feel like it gives me the ability to hold someone someone on a different level of accountability than if I would feel like I was asking for a favor for someone. That's just me. That's what helps me overcome that inability to ask for help. Number three, learning to say no. No is a complete sentence. If people are offended, oh well. You know, a lot of times we take on tasks because we are too afraid to say no And we don't want to hurt someone's feelings or let them down. Reality is you may wind up creating a worse situation for yourself because you are doing something that one, you feel like it's just pure obligation and not a needed obligation. So it's like you take, you are obligated to your children, right? But if you do a favor for someone or you take on tasks, You're going to feel obligated to complete it and not because you want to or not because you have to, but because you feel like you have no other choice. And that's a different type of feeling if you get my drift. And two, you start to do things because now you're doing it begrudgingly. Right? So you wind up making it worse for yourself because you're doing it begrudgingly. And that is not, those two feelings are not good to have. The more you say no to the things that aren't going to move the needle in your life, the better off you will be. You are not obligated to say yes. And don't say yes to anything until you've had time to think about it. You could always say something along the lines of, hey, thank you for asking me. Let me think about it and get back to you. There is power in thinking before you speak. There is power in saying no Before you say yes, do not worry about how someone else is going to feel because ultimately you have to do what is best for you. Learn to say no. No is a complete sentence and learn to say no without an explanation. Everything, you don't owe everyone and everything an explanation. There is nothing wrong with giving an explanation. But sometimes you can explain yourself to your blue in the face. If someone is committed to misunderstanding you, 
it doesn't matter what you say. It, they are going to become offended because you simply sir, said that two-letter word, which is no. Period. Number four, taking some things off your plate. You may, unfortunately, have to take some things off your plate. Let me give you guys an example. Last month, I announced I started four businesses. That was YouTubing, podcast, network marketing, and life coaching. Not to mention, I am a stay-at-home mom that also homeschools my children. And I soon quickly realized I took on way, way too much. So I took away the YouTubing and network marketing business. But then, crazy me, not thinking, I later added on doing weekly live videos with a friend on Instagram. And then I I joined this intensive business boot camp. I, I don't know. I just wasn't thinking. So, you know, I've gotten way you know, overhead, over my head. And I was so overwhelmed. And so I'm like, okay, what can I do now? I've already said yes when I should have said no, thought about it, and then deciphered if I should say yes. But I didn't do that. So now I have to retake away more things again. So I've already paid money for the boot camp, so I'm not going to take that away. So what I'm taking away is my weekly lives. I'm not doing YouTube yet. And I'm not, and I'm still doing my podcast. But instead of feeling like I need to push out my podcast maybe every week, I can scale back a little bit, maybe push it out every week and a half until I build myself up to the point where I can start to add it on maybe weekly, daily, or whatever. The point is... You have to learn to take things off of your plate, which goes back to assessing your situation. And if you don't learn to say no, and then you take on more things, then you may have to say no later on, which is part of taking things off of your plate. This doesn't mean that I or you failed. It means we're being smart with our time. We're getting the most out of it so that we can function and thrive happily the goal is to be happy to be purposeful to make an impact you cannot do that if you are in a state of emotional overwhelm number five getting organized and this is a big one even for myself disorganization can lead to extreme overwhelm you have no system in place so therefore you don't know whether you are coming or you're going you don't have no idea of what's going on in your day-to-day. Do you have a to-do list? Are you scheduling stuff? Scheduling is part of organization. Organization can help you create systems. Systems help us function and they keep us sane. Systems also allow you to step away from a business or whatever you have going on and it can still run smoothly and you're not walking back into chaos. Scheduling, as I said earlier, it's a form of organization. If you are in a relationship and maybe you feel like that's been on a back burner, you're going to have to start scheduling things like date night, okay? That special time with your your partner, schedule it. Self-care is so important. There's another way that you could stay organized because if you're not whole, 
or you feel all over the place, you don't feel good. And so part of, you know, feeling good is taking care of yourself. Schedule that. Schedule your manicure. Schedule your pedicures. Schedule your, you know, night out with the girl. Schedule it. Set business hours. You are not obligated to function 24-7. If a customer or a client or whomever has a question and is outside of your business hours, then they have to wait until you open your doors back up. Because once Macy closed down, you can't get in touch with them until their business hours, or you can't just walk into their store outside of business hours. And a lot of us have online businesses. Okay, you are not obligated to function 24 seven, set business hours and stick to it, make it non negotiable. That would also help you to become organized because then you know that these are the hours that you are functioning in your business role. That also helps with what's going on in your home because now you can separate the business from your home life. Okay, if you have children, set bedtime schedules. Not only for them, but also for yourself. Set bedtime schedules for your children and set it for yourself. As adults, sometimes, you know, we'll look at the clock and say, oh, it's 11 o'clock. I can get about six hours. Sleep is so important to keeping your brain functioning. Because lack of sleep can also lead to chaos and disorganization and that overwhelmed feeling. When I don't sleep well, I feel like I'm in a fog, I'm, I'm, my mood is funky, I'm irritable, uh, my, my temper is short. When I get a good night's sleep, I feel better. I can perform better. I have more energy. So please, set schedules for the children, bedtime schedules for the children, and for yourself. You can plan out your day when you are organized. It can help you feel less overwhelmed because you are prepared, excuse me, you are prepared for what's to come and you're not flying at the seat of your pants. Number six, seek out mental health services. The overwhelm you can be feeling may not be, you know, because you've taken on more in your day or, you know, you have like, like me, you're homeschooling. Maybe you're experiencing something. Maybe you've had a trauma that you've experienced. You know, maybe there are stresses around you that you aren't able to identify. And that's where a therapist can come in. They can help you pinpoint what could be stressing you that's causing that overwhelmed. Maybe you didn't experience a trauma, but you just don't know why you're feeling overwhelmed. Therapists are so beneficial because that's their job to help you identify what could be causing that overwhelmed feeling. Or if you are experiencing a trauma or something, you know, major in your life, or maybe a major shift, maybe you're going through a divorce. Maybe you've, you know, just got married. Marriage in itself can be overwhelming. You're navigating life, you know, being a mother, starting a new job, anything can trigger overwhelm in you and talking to someone it's so beneficial. They can help you identify and then help you come up with ways to, you know, course correct, to fix that or to cope. And it's not enough to just find a therapist, but find the right fit for you. If you have a therapist and you don't like them, you don't have to stay with that therapist. 
find someone that works for you that can give you unbiased advice and tips and resources so that your life can be that much more fruitful, happier, and more fulfilling. Number seven, diet and exercise. Exercise is a great stress reliever. Eating more whole nutritious foods like veggies, fruit, whole grains, and drinking water will make you feel better, lighter, and you will, able, you will be able to think clearer. While the fried foods, you know, the heavily processed foods, the sugary drinks, you know, those energy drinks, you know, they may give you that high in the beginning, but when you crash, you crash. And you're more likely to feel, you know, sluggish, brain fogged, bloated, irritable, and less energized. So eat healthy and exercise. Number eight, and a final tip I have is meditation. When you consciously breathe in deep, it signals your body's relaxation response. And this is very beneficial during stressful, overwhelming moments. Meditation can really help you gain a lot of clarity. There's power in sitting with yourself. There is power in just sitting with your thoughts. And not even sitting with your thoughts, I'm sorry, clearing your, your mind, clearing your thoughts. You know, you're clearing out that, you know, that confusing chatter in your brain. So that you can think clearer, you can focus on what's important. You can help, you know, yourself to become organized because now you're hyper-focused and you're able to identify what's maybe bothering you, what's not bothering you. And sometimes meditation just gives you that ability to, ability to take five minutes to yourself and to just breathe, relax, sit with yourself. Sometimes you just need 10 minutes to yourself outside of your children, outside of your spouse, outside of your job outside of your business, outside of just life in general. Sometimes you just need those 10 minutes to yourself to reset your body's, you know, your body's system. And your body will thank you for that. Your mind, everything, it will become connected. And if you do that every day, you will become a much more organized, less overwhelmed individual. So that's all I have for you guys today. As always, if you are enjoying the podcast, subscribe, like, and leave a review. Remember, girlfriends, be bold, be purposeful, be you.